This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. 2.35 on a Tuesday afternoon, a nice day here in Calgary. Not quite uh, the balmy day in Las Vegas today, a high of 18 degrees Celsius in Las Vegas on a day where they're about to, well, they got a big ceremony planned today, in fact, at the T-Mobile Arena. Right in between, sandwiched right in between there, the New York, New York and the is it the Mirage? No, not the Mirage. Oh, the Monte Carlo, that's the one. Uh, and, you know, look, it remains to be seen how hockey's going to do in Las Vegas. It's interesting that after being ignored by the major sports teams forever, they've now got an NHL team. Looks like they might get an NFL team, too. Um, but in terms of the size of, of markets, if you look at the rankings of some of the biggest television markets in the United States, Las Vegas is way, way down the list. Las Vegas is going to be smaller than a lot of NHL markets. And, you know, with all this excitement around a new franchise, a new team in the West, what's happening below the surface, though, uh, should be worrisome for the NHL. Uh, because there are problems in Carolina. There's problems in Brooklyn. There's problems in Arizona. I don't know if that bodes well for putting another team in the desert. Anyway, Scott Stinson, national sports writer for Post Media, uh, joins us on the line here today. Scott, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me back. All right. Well, I guess at least today we'll, we'll know what they're going to call this Las Vegas team. Sounds like it's either going to be the, the Silver Knights or the Golden Knights. What are you hearing? Yeah, I mean, everyone seems to be saying it's either something nights, desert nights, black nights. I mean, we've heard a bunch of different possibilities. Maybe they'll throw a total curveball at us and call them, you know, there was Silver Hawks at some point was in the running too. All we know is it's not going to be aces because Gary Bettman has nixed any overt references to gambling despite it being the gambling capital of North America. Well, yeah, I think Las Vegas makes people think of gambling more than the word aces makes people think of gambling. True enough. Uh, so we'll see. Um, you know, and I'm curious to see whether there are fans who turn out for this, um, because I think there, there maybe is going to be in the short term uh, some level of this is new, this is novel, we appreciate the NHL choosing us, all the other leagues have been snubbing us forever. What do you make of the short-term prospects here? Well, I think the short-term prospects are probably fine. They did a ticket drive. They got a significant bunch of interest uh, in tickets um i have some skepticism about the numbers they have released because they seem to refer to anybody who buys a group of tickets like even a partial season so like as few as 10 games as a season ticket commitment which obviously isn't the same thing as as a full season at all um but they've nevertheless they've got somewhere like 11 12 13 thousand people on that list so that's not nothing um, I think they will do well in the short term because they're new and it's pro sports and there hasn't been any other pro sports in town. But, um, you know, I don't think it'll take too long before they find themselves in the same sort of situation that all these other uh, fringe NHL markets have been in, which is that if the team isn't really good and doesn't become a thing that everyone's all of a sudden into, uh, they just don't support it on the day-to-day basis that, these teams need because as Gary Bettman has said a million times, it's a gate driven league, the NHL, and that's where you make your money. It obviously doesn't have a big US TV contract to keep it afloat, uh, to keep, you know, struggling franchises afloat in the way you do in the national football league. 
So they'll need to draw fans and they need to draw them consistently. And whether they can do that once the novelty has worn off is obviously a very open question. And you mentioned just one other thing, uh, you know, the possibility NFL arriving in town, I think would take the, Hey, it's a novelty. Check out this pro sports thing that the NHL has going for it presently and, you know, push it way to the back of the, local landscape in terms of the importance of the media coverage and all that stuff. Yeah. Now, and, and I got to wonder too, I mean, um, <clears throat> if you live in Las Vegas, I, I would think going to the strip, going to and from the strip is probably not fun. <laughs> um, I, I mean, in, in the sense of you want to attract travelers, it's a good place to mm-hmm. have an arena. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know that that's a sustainable model that we hope there's going to be a lot of people from out of town who don't have any attachment to this team who want to come watch this team. It's it's the biggest gamble in all of this. I apologize for using the gambling pun in Las <laughs> Vegas, but it is, you know, uh, this is sort of the whole notion of it is that it'll be an entertainment option for visitors. And you and I can can debate till we're blue in the face whether or not somebody a Canadian who likes hockey is going to go to Las Vegas and say, you know what I need to do in Las Vegas, see a hockey game because they can, Canadians can see that at home largely, unless you're from Halifax. Right. Uh, if we're talking, if we're talking NHL hockey. So I, I think it's, it's a big risk. Um, uh, interestingly, you know, the Las Vegas football team, the NFL proposal to try to attract the Oakland Raiders, Raiders is built upon the same sort of economic case that, that it makes sense to build a massive football stadium there because they'll get all this out-of-town money. People will come from out-of-state and they will spend money and therefore it'll justify the billion dollars that the public would have to spend on a football stadium. But, you know, economists have looked at that argument too and produced studies that said, wait a second, there's no precedent for an NFL stadium being that full of tourists. It just That's not how it works. It's local people who have an attachment to the team who have to fill out the bulk of the seats. And I think the same thing would apply to an NHL situation. If they're assuming that it's going to be out-of-towners that are going to keep the team afloat, I think they are going to find in fairly short order that that's not working. Isn't it ironic, too, Scott, that the the tiny little NHL, that they're going to make a go of it on their own in Las Vegas, the massive Mm -hmm. NFL comes, you know, cap in hand? Yeah, it is funny. I, I have to assume, I mean, the economics behind this have always been that the owner, Bill Foley, is owns the casino that the arena is going to be attached to. I believe it's the MGM. Um, and so, you know, it's it, he was probably going to build the arena anyway for shows and circuses and concerts and the like. So it, it really is the perfect example of somebody who didn't need a public su- subsidy for the arena because he was already planning to build it as opposed to everybody else who probably is playing to build it anyway, but wants to pretend that they need the public funding because it makes it cheaper to build. So, so yeah, it is, it is interesting that if nothing else, it has been an arena that doesn't have taxpayer money behind it. So if the thing is a disaster, at least it'll just be one person wearing it as opposed to the entire municipality, which often seems to be the case. All right. Well, you know, if we take a look at the big picture that the NHL is dealing with right now, the decision to expand, uh, given that they've got so many struggling franchises, where are the uh, the concerning markets right now for the NHL, as you see it? Well, they tend to be the same ones that we've talked about for the last, you know, dozen, half a dozen years anyway. Uh, Arizona is now hoping to build yet another arena, this one in Tempe, on the other side of Phoenix from Glendale. 
And, you know, anybody who looked at this says, well, this is the place they should have been all, all along. It's in what they call the East Valley. It's closer to Scottsdale. And it's kind of in the heart of where the people are. So this would be putting the team where the people who are likely to go to hockey are closer, are located. And therefore, if, if all this goes together and the arena gets built, you know, the Coyotes will finally be in a place where they can have a sustained run uh, of, you know, non-terrible crowds. But the other side of that coin is this is the third city in 20 years that the Coyotes have tried to be located in. And the previous two were abject failures. The present one, Glendale, was so bad that they, you know, they sued basically to get the team, to prevent the team from leaving. They signed a new lease. And then less than two years after that, Glendale City Council went, wow, this is just a terrible deal we have signed. And they essentially went to court to force the team to leave. So, you know, it's it's just been a complete disaster in Glendale. And I think the idea that, okay, we've built a new arena now, it's going to solve all of our problems. I mean, that seems like very wishful thinking. Brooklyn has been a big disaster for really from the time the team arrived there last year. They get terrible crowds. Nobody likes the arena. It's not built for hockey. It's hard to get to. So that's been going poorly. And there's talk of a new home for them. Um, Carolina obviously is one that's kind of been around for a long time in terms of not great attendance, but this year seems worse than ever. They're getting uh, multiple crowds already of less than 9,000 people. So that's one where you just look at it and you say, you know, as much as the league never really wants to relocate franchises, um, at some point an owner is going to say, look, I can't continue to lose 10, 20, 30 million dollars, whatever it is annually on this team. And that's obviously what happened in Atlanta and caused them ultimately to have that all of a sudden bolt for Winnipeg kind of thing happening. I think, you know, that is certainly possible in one or two of these ever struggling markets. And to me, it just means it makes the whole Las Vegas situation that much more curious, like why you would add another, uh, you know, sketchy market, to put it politely, when you have all these other question marks is you know, beyond me, other than the obvious answer, which is that it's a pile of money. And yeah, crazy. exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, and I'm a, sure the owners of these teams appreciate that. But, yeah, no, you're yeah. right. Yeah, it's a rhetorical why would they do that. I mean, I know yeah. why they're doing it because it's a reported $500 million that they split amongst themselves. But, you know, it, it just seems like a very short-term, uh, you know, cash grab for adding a problem to the league that these owners have some experience in dealing with. I mean, they had to buy the Coyotes at a bankruptcy and have them essentially as a ward of state for a few years before they could get sold again. So, you know, it's not like there's not obvious tangible risks to adding a, another franchise to a league that probably, you know, really doesn't need extra ones to deal with at this point. Well, yeah, and I mean, obviously, I mean, ge- geography in the sense of East versus West seems to mm-hmm. be a factor here. I know Seattle still yeah. is is uh, always kind of cooking on, in, on the back burner in, in yeah. some form, but that seemed to be a big factor here, that Las Vegas is in the West, that that seems to really matter. It does. And, you know, it would be crazy to add another team to the East when you still have, when there's already two fewer in the West. Um, it makes it, if nothing else, it's that much harder for Eastern teams to make the playoffs because there's only the same amount of teams that go in. So you're, you're right away having a disadvantage playing in the East. Um, and so, yeah, it helps them to at least have a little more geographic balance, you know, 15 teams in one conference and 16 teams in the other. But that just seems like a really weird reason to, you know, decide to go ahead with something. It seems to me, you know, my feeling on this 
right from the from the beginning was again other than the obvious it's a windfall of cash for the owners you know if you're if you're looking at new markets and you want to solicit interest in new markets maybe the solution is to rearrange the chess pieces on the board a little as opposed to adding more franchises at some point you would think this league would realize that you know it has that there is a certain number of viable hockey markets in the United States and they've surpassed it some time ago. And I mean, the funny thing about going to 15 teams in the West is it makes you think that they're going to ultimately end up at 16. Um, whether that means they move somebody out and they add another team in the East, you know, a Quebec city, for example, or whether it becomes a Seattle. I mean, it just seems like it's now only a matter of time until there's that 32nd team. And then I think you find yourself going, well, now there's like far too many markets in this league because there's, you know, they, they really haven't been good at 28 and to go to 32 just seems like you're, you're always going to have some problem ch- children amongst those uh, franchises. Yeah, no kidding. Well, Scott, we'll leave it there more at uh, nationalpost.com. I guess we'll find out at some point here this afternoon what they're going to call this team anyway. Uh, thanks for making some time for us here. Okay, anytime, Rob. Thanks, Scott. Uh, Scott Stinson, a national sports columnist for Post Media. Uh, so I think this is all kind of happening now. They've set up some kind of ice rink, hockey rink. I don't know if there's actual ice on it, just in what's known as the park there, this little area right between Monte Carlo and New York, New York. Uh, there's a little beer hall. I think it's called Beer House or something like that. They'll, they'll probably do well with a few uh, added event nights at the T-Mobile Arena. Uh, it's a pretty handy spot to to grab a beer pre- or post-game. So... Uh, for folks who do go to Vegas, I think Scott's got an interesting point. You go into Vegas to see, you know, Chris Angel or Penn and Teller or Garth Brooks or Brittany or whatever. It's something that you can only go to see in Las Vegas. You can see the flames here. If you're in Las Vegas, is there some appeal to going to see something you can see at home? Because the NHL is kind of banking that that's going to be a draw. We're going to go to Vegas this weekend. Uh, us guys, we're going to go, and we're going to go watch the Flames. Maybe. 403-974-8255. We're back after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.